0: I'm Joe. Nice to meet you, brother. I love watching uh, you grow up. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. He's going touchdown. <laughs> is this the tagger? <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. <laughs> I want Iguodala.
1: It's funny to hear females talking about the routes. Like, <laughs> pull up
2: your pants. Take off the prawn. Be a man. Welcome to From the Backseat, hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Backseat. I am your host, Ethan, and it is great to be back. And we are joined today by my co-host. What up, guys? Clark here, back again. As you know, always
0: willing to give some of the worst sports takes you will find. That's what I'm here for. I'm here (laughs) to provide that. I'm here for your entertainment. Cannot wait to get into today. Really looking forward to it. At least you're humble.
2: So today is super exciting for us. Uh, We have a huge guest on the show. Our biggest guest yet... Uh, we have NFL Mike on the show, so let's give him a round of applause, Clark. Woo!
1: <laughs> let's go. I'm honored. I'm honored. I wouldn't call me the biggest guest. Oh, we would. It's be we, so would. we would. <laughs> we, we give you that honor. We will slide all of our other guests for you. Don't worry. Yeah. We will burn bridges. <laughs> just just take them all down. They'll never come back, but at least you got me. Yeah. So,
2: So, Mike, how about you tell our fans, where can they find you? Where can they interact with you?
1: Oh yeah, the biggest thing is NFL Mike on TikTok. Obviously, that's probably where you guys will know me from if you do recognize me at all. But on the side, I work on a YouTube channel called the MJT YouTube channel. It's myself, Mike, my friend Joe, and my friend Tony. And we're just three guys that love to talk sports and we're always looking for a force. So make sure you go over there and subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's the biggest thing I've been trying to grow right now. And
2: how are you just doing in general today?
1: I'm doing great. Been making videos all day, working on fancy football stuff all day. Can't complain. I'll tell you that much. Love to hear it.
2: How were the preseason games?
1: Uh, I didn't really watch like the games, which is something that kind of makes me feel bad because I, I pride myself on watching all the games. But I was watching highlights. That's good. Watch some of the Patriots game. Tyquan Thornton looks good. New England fans. Yep. Malik Willis looks good. Watch mm-hmm. some of those highlights. Um, watching Kyle Hamilton. We were talking about when we were Kyle off Hamilton, the air. Yep. Kyle Hamilton mm-hmm. is flying around the field out there. So the young players that I had my eyes on, all of them are looking pretty impressive so far. Um, we'll see. Daniel Jones didn't look so great.
0: Yeah. One, oh, one really quick, because you brought up the Giants. You know who's coming up for bringing up the rear for worst contract? Is Kenny Galladay. I don't know what he's <laughs> doing out there. I don't know if you saw any of that. He's bringing up the w- rear for worst NFL contract right now. He's
1: I really think so. And – and some someone that I have never heard of before laid the boomstick on him. Maybe <laughs> it it'll wake him up. Yeah. Giants fans are probably loving that. He cut a screen on like third and twenty and just got laid out for no reason. Mm. I saw
2: I saw a tweet today that was like, th- we, "There might be an alternate reality where the Bengals signed Oh
1: <laughs> Kenny Galladay and then didn't draft Jamar Chase."
2: Ooh, ooh.
1: I mean that's what the whole entire world was smashing their desks for. Exactly. I
2: remember. I wide receiver. I mean, you guys would have Sewell, so I guess. I mean, Sewell is still a great player, so. Yeah, but we don't go
0: anywhere, not nearly as good with we don't have Jamar Chase, so. I obviously. mean, you could have had Kenny
2: Galladay. I would you have, have guys, shown
0: yeah. we had Kenny, If we had Kenny Galladay right now, oh no. Clark would be dead via an aneurysm because he would be seeing what Jamar Chase did, so.
1: If you guys didn't have Jamar Chase, then T. Higgins would be like a 1,300 yard receiver.
0: I know, exactly. He would be. T. would still be great,
2: but yeah. I like Jamar. Big
1: fan. <laughs> I like having them both. Yeah. a bowl. Yeah. Greedy, huh?
2: All right. So before we get into our conversation, I got to thank our sponsor for today, which is Manscaped. Manscaped is just an absolute great company. So Manscaped, their products are precision engineered for tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate man's hygiene bundle. Join over six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code backseat. Now, this isn't from the backseat. It is just backseat at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that means 12 million balls have been saved. Now, the performance package 4.0 has arrived, and it's an absolute game changer. It is super easy to use, and there is no cuts. No trimming. It's absolutely great. No rashes. And then if you buy that performance package, you also get the weed whacker, which can help out your nose, getting those pesky nose hairs along with, it has this thing that can help your ears to make sure you get those ears cleaned as well. You also get the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reserver toner, the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. It's just too good of an offer to pass up. Everything works really, really well uh clark and i both love it clark really loves the boxers as you heard yep. last episode
0: fantastic
2: uh absolutely I, really, I
0: will say this too for the weed whacker folks if you haven't tried out the weed whacker from manscape if you're like someone like me who has an occasional extra hair in there took the weed whacker to it haven't breathed through the nose better than this in years sign yourself up for one changes the game i'm a runner went on a woman this morning after doing it airways purified clear ready to go get yourself one folks
2: and they're also a San Diego company. So for yeah. for me, a Chargers I didn't fan, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're right based there. out of San Diego. What? Yeah, Damn. Manscaped is from San Diego. It's funny. Uh, this isn't a sponsor. This is just a totally tangent. But do you yeah. know Doctor Squash? Doctor Squash, no. Yeah, I'm like they they do a lot of like YouTube like soap commercials. They're all the they're the soap company on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they're squash. also they're from yeah, Squash Squash. Yeah,
1: they went to high school
2: with us. They're also oh, from that's San sick. Diego. Yeah. But that's, that's a sick. whole different thing.
1: Well, Manscaped, give me a call. I've been married for four years. I know the importance of having some smooth-ass balls. Come yes. on. Yes, <laughs> let them know, folks. Get them on there. It needs Jeez, it. For sure. What are you guys doing? So, of
2: course, use the code BACKSEAT for 20% off your first order and worldwide shipping. Again, use Manscaped. This is an absolutely great company. But moving on from that, we got a big interview to do with Mike. Absolutely biggest. Again, we're burning bridges here. We're breaking <laughs> boundaries. So, Mike, we got to ask you, what, as you say, right in in your TikTok bio, as you want pretty much everyone to see, what was that transition like from being in the military, in the Navy, into becoming a content creator as your kind of full-time job?
1: Yeah, it actually wasn't really planned, honestly. Um, I was stationed overseas in Japan. I was actually playing pro football over there as well while I was stationed there, so... It was kind of fun playing in their, in their X League over there. Um, but I just had, I had a passion for sports. And when I came home from being overseas, I went from living like this 100 miles an hour life where I'm constantly traveling, constantly going to different places, constantly working, constantly doing something to moving in to my in-laws' place with my wife where we only had like half of a room to share with our two large dogs. So things slowed down to like slow motion speed for me. And something that I really missed was talking sports with my buddies. Um, so me and my cousin started a podcast, which led to me to start an Instagram, which led to me start a TikTok. And uh, apparently being a goofy mega football fan was trending at the time, and I blew up. So I got lucky at the timing. But, yeah, it was by accident, really. I just was going on the Internet just to try and find more people to talk sports with. because so I was so bored in college. Mm. I was bored. I came home, went straight to college, yeah. and I was like, this is the slowest thing ever.
2: Ask why did you pick the NFL and not specifically just the Chargers? Like why did you open it up to the entire NFL of ju- instead of just being a Chargers creator?
1: Well, I actually started off as Mike on the Mike Sports, and the behind the name is my name is actually Sean. My last name is Michaels. You can see the name on the jersey mm, uh... here. But it, my my name is Sean Michaels, and my military name, my nickname was Mike. So I came home, and me and my buddy Charles probably never going to see this, but shout out to you, Charles. We had talked about doing a podcast and he always said, like, if you do a podcast and you host it, you should call it the Mike on the Mike podcast. So I had the Mike on the Mike sports podcast at first. I did that for like a year. And then I transitioned my name over to the NFL Mike because like, I just stopped covering basketball. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just, I'm more passionate about football than any other sport. So, you know, I figured that if I'm more passionate about it, I probably can do it for a longer time. If I really focus On the NFL so I cover all the NFL I love all the NFL I'm a fan of the entire NFL 31 of the 32 teams in the NFL and every player on 31 of the 32 rosters in the NFL so I'm kind of obsessed with it all I have I am a Chargers fan that's my favorite team but I also love everyone else so that's why I kept it you know just completely overarching of the NFL because I love the NFL man it's not it's not even just about I love the sport I, I get into the USFL. I watch a lot of USFL. I watch the XFL. I, again, like I said, I played overseas. I watched the X League, which no one's even ever heard of before. So I just love mm-hmm. the sport in general. I go to high school games, too.
0: Love that. So let me ask about you like this really quick, too, because obviously you brought up the, uh, the X over there in Japan. What kind of experience was like that for you? I mean, I feel like, like you talked about a really kind of unknown league. Um, just kind of walk us through what that was like, you know, going out there and playing.
1: That was actually insane, man. I had just gotten to Japan and football has been a big part of my life right in high school i was kind of like a shy kid believe it or not um and i I didn't really have any friends i had like one friend and my wife that's it that was Mm -hmm. my only two friends in high school um and football kind of got me to make more friends by joining the team obviously and i went overseas and i was super sad because Mm -hmm. i was separated from my two friends that i had in high school um and out of nowhere i just heard these guys talking about football tryouts or waiting in line in the mess line i was like football tryouts? is there a flag football league and they said no it's tackle football it's for the city of yakoska which is the city i was stationed mm-hmm. in and it's a pro team that plays in their pro league so i was like oh that's pretty cool i want to go try out so i went with them to try out and uh i was the only one that made the team um uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and i played i played corner and safety out there for three for three years and i played in 27 games um, in between my deployments and everything, of course, I had to leave a bunch. But it was a, it was an awesome experience. Um, the Japanese people love the sport of football, especially mm-hmm. playing the sport of football. Very passionate fans. Um, the level of competition obviously isn't, you know, probably like D2 college mm-hmm. in America. Like it isn't crazy, isn't yeah. it crazy high level of competition. But it still was a ton of fun. And uh, the coolest thing, one of the coolest experiences of my life w- w- was playing in front of a sold-out crowd in the Tokyo Dome. I, I will, like, always awesome. remember that moment. That is cool. Um, just cool, man. I was super honored, and I was super lucky to play those extra years because, I like I said, I love football that much, and I had already accepted that my career was done when mm-hmm. no colleges wanted me to come play because I was small back then. But, yeah. That's huge. That's, that's awesome. That's And then that let me really ask cool. you
0: this, too, because I feel like, you know – especially you said over those deployment stuff being over in Japan, you know, it's a lot of new things going on. It's can times be really challenging because it's somewhere you haven't been. So can you just tell us like how big, you know, football itself, either watching it was for you and making things either a little bit more, not necessarily reality based, but just kind of settled things down for you or like, what did they kind of do to be able to, you know, like watch games, just be able to like
1: lean on football as a source of things to do? Well, are you talking about like the Japanese people or are you talking about like my ability? No, I'm talking about like you, like,
0: you know, sitting down and like maybe like just watch a game is like something to just like kind of set back a little bit on. What was it kind of like?
1: Well, I will say for anyone listening, if you guys know anyone that's in the military and they're stationed overseas, I didn't really get to watch football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it hurt me a lot. I don't know if you guys remember the game, Mike Williams catches the two-point conversion to beat the Chiefs. I watched, I was in the middle of the East China Sea on deployment for that game. And I watched that game by refreshing the ESPN like website with the Mm -hmm. play-by-play in text just to see what happened. And I was freaking out. And I I did that for another game too that's memorable, the Steelers, that same season. We came back from down like 27 to 10 or something. And, like, all the Steelers fans were coming and talking smack to me. And they're like, why are you sitting at that computer? The Chargers are getting blown out. So, like, I I actually printed out a bunch of L's and was, like, handing it out to them.
0: As you should. Uh, Good. Let the Steelers fan know anytime you can. I watched –
1: yeah, I watched Super Bowl 52 in a Subway in Okinawa. Uh, I watched the Minnesota Miracle on a destroyer on my little, like, tiny iPod thing. So, like, I have a bunch of stories like, where I was when I watched memorable Mm -hmm. games and stuff, but unfortunately, most of them I just didn't get to see. I had to just read it.
2: It, It's crazy you brought up that Mike Williams game because I feel like I have a story. I was abroad during college, and I was living in Barcelona, and so that game was a Sunday night game, which meant it started at 2 a.m. Barcelona time. And I remember I went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the night by myself in my apartment and watched it from 2 to 5. And I remember just freaking out not being able to go back to sleep because we had just beaten the Chiefs and it felt like we were going to win the division. And it felt like Rivers was finally going to be a Super Bowl champion. I mean, obviously the next week at the Ravens, which I also woke up for in the middle of the night. I saw that game on the
1: ship too. I saw that game on the ship too. uh, Was that the same season? It might not have been the same season. Lamar Jackson, right? His first It's the same it's yeah. the Same season. Okay, yeah. It's yeah, the same I watched year. that game too. I, I was like, let's see it because that was my first time ever watching Lamar Jackson. It honestly was. Oh, really? I was gone for his senior year of college when he was hyped, and I was gone for his rookie year in the NFL. Man, that's no, crazy.
0: See, like, my, because my, I, again, I also remember where I was watching that Chiefs and uh, Chargers game. It's obviously a way less unique or different experience. I remember just betting on the game. And, like, it hitting and going up to some of my buddies in the gym. I wasn't in college. and be like, I told you. I told you. It's, like, telling me shit. So, not
1: nearly as cool or unique. But do you remember that,
0: obviously, is a huge
1: moment? Yeah. I was, it's like, cool. trying to, it like, after that game happened, like, because I didn't get to see the highlight until we pulled in, obviously. I don't know how long it was. Maybe yeah. a week or two weeks. I was, like, for at least three days, four days, five days trying to, like, close my eyes and, like, just imagine what did that look like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I always imagined it. To the opposite side of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I remember it so so vividly in my brain because I imagined it so many times on the wrong side of the end zone. I can't... Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so crazy. when I watched it, I was like, I didn't even have it in the right side of the end zone that's the whole crazy. time. I was trying to get well. So right. then,
2: so then I got to ask you, what's your just overall favorite moment as a Chargers fan?
1: Uh, overall favorite moment. I probably would say. So I was a huge Danny Woodhead fan. So mm. I'll probably say the five touchdown game from Danny, which really? is like really underrated. A lot of people would say like Antonio Gates and Rivers breaking the record. That was an awesome moment. Um, Keenan Allen's comeback season. That's one of my favorite seasons. Uh, Philip Rivers, obviously his last his last run, the last game in San Diego. Like there's a bunch. LT breaking the record. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, but I think that I'm gonna go with Danny Woodhead. Oh, another one that's underrated. I think. Was when we played Kaepernick and we had that crazy comeback because, like, my yep. whole family is 49ers fans. Game. So, again, they were talking smack way too early. And it's happened so many times. The Chargers have always been like a comeback team, they mm-hmm. always have been.
0: No, I well, feel like, especially in like the, the Rivers era, it was a comeback
1: team era. for sure. Yeah, I'll never, like, J- J- Jaleel will die in my head, like, just <laughs> staring at the camera, just pissed off. Like, y'all gotta believe in this. Y'all gotta believe. Oh, like Jaleel Di was a maniac. Man. What was Jaleel Didn't he have like, a, what was it?
0: Hit, Hitman was
2: Jaleel Di's nickname? Hitman. Hitman? Well, it's, oh. it's Hitman. funny with a oh, die because he was Hitman. And then when we drafted Denzel Perriman, his nickname at uh, Miami was also Hitman. So there were two <laughs> Hitmans on the defense and they like battled and
1: like beefed about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Both those dudes are some of the only players that I've seen knock themselves out hitting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i think one time jaleel adai like hit somebody and like knocked out standing up and woke up before he fell probably
0: yeah. jaleel Die had absolutely zero remorse for so what was gonna happen <laughs> to his body or his head after he hit someone he just knew he was gonna rock you and that was gonna be
2: about it
1: that yeah. guy was a maniac some of those defenses were fun to watch they weren't no. usually the best like or most consistent but they were fun to watch
2: yeah i mean for sure but but let's move it back to you just kind of went on a big trip. You went to Canton, Ohio. How was it at the Hall of Fame game? How was that experience?
1: It was absolutely unbelievable, man. And we had like this the VIP access and stuff through Hager, which was the the brand that that mm-hmm. I was working with on social media content. And it was unbelievable. Like we sat front row at the Gold Jacket dinner. We sat like 10 rows up at the concert. We had club seats at the game, which didn't really matter to me. I stayed in the stands the whole mm-hmm. time. But my wife loved going into the club where, like, usually the celebrities and stuff hang out yep. and they have free food and stuff. So it was an unbelievable experience. Um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is awesome. And if you ever are even close to it, make sure you go. Make sure you go. Even if you're a casual NFL fan, it is so eye opening um, how long the NFL's history is, how many s- steps of the way that it could have gone wrong, and how many people really. Uh contributed towards the NFL becoming what it's become, and how it could not be what it is if it wasn't for those people so that thing it was humbling because mm-hmm. i I feel like I watch today's players, I watch today's coaches, you know, and I feel a certain way about them, but these guys were really doing the same thing, but before it was popular, trying to get it popular yeah. so what was it, like it like was like it was really cool.
0: What was like maybe the favorite exhibit or like you know display case they had out there? Oh, my made? favorite,
1: hundred percent, hands down, is they have when you first walk in, you start to go up the stairs, and it's crazy because I actually met the Kansas City Chiefs owner there. Oh, really? In that exact oh, really? spot, Thanks. it was pretty crazy. Yeah, but when you go up the first set of stairs, there's this huge mural, like it is huge, like I don't know, twenty foot tall mural of Kellen Winslow being like carried off the field after the epic in Miami, and mm-hmm. I had just done like a, a mini like documentary on that game mm-hmm. literally days before. So when I walked up to it, I was like, this is like a full circle moment for me. I was just like super invested in this story. And I had just figured out like all the little bit, like I still remember the stat line, 13 catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown and a field goal block to send it into overtime. But that seeing that like that, I was like, "That is that is super sick that we have something in the Hall of Fame like that for our team
0: that's top notch for sure oh and Herbert's jersey's there
1: too from the rookie yeah. year when he broke the records that was pretty
0: cool
2: well uh, rivers jersey is there right for the record for 27 completions in a row
1: i didn't see Rivers' jersey but they like alternate the that part of the exhibit that's like the like active like rotating section so okay. it's probably there and they probably have it in the rotation of yeah, that's out. what I thought, because I thought
0: typically both the MLB and NFL had like, because obviously they have so many active yeah. accomplishments that go on and they want mm-hmm. to keep the museum updated, yeah. and I'm sure, just switching things out intermittently. So I'm sure it was probably just not out that time.
1: Yeah, Herbert, like when you walk into that room where they have kind of like the active records being broken section, walk in that room, Herbert's his front and center, first jersey there. And I was like, is Herbert the only second year quarterback on here? I'm looking for Burrow everywhere. Couldn't find him, couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And, like, right when we're about to leave, I, I like, literally looked over my wife and I said, see that? No Joe Burrow in this thing, but number 10's here. And then I look, and he was, like, in the very, very corner, the last corner, (laughs) there's a Joe Burrow Super Bowl jersey there. And I was like, damn it. That's okay. We're always leaning around around a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Burrow deserves to be in there for that run. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. So, Herbert,
0: I mean, Herbert's, like, been unmatched these first two years. Actually, you know, funny enough, I'm going to bring this up here really quick. Mike, you know what's a crazy thing about Ethan? What is it? We watched the uh, 2020 NFL draft. This is great. I always hold this over his head. We always do like a mock draft, and we've done it for years ever since we were in high school. And I was a huge Justin Herbert guy. I had him as my second best quarterback prospect coming out. When the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert, he was like, damn, I really wanted Tua instead. Ethan was a huge Tua over Justin Herbert. He was very upset. I told him, Ethan, it's going to be okay. Okay. Because Justin Herbert's great. And now look who's the biggest, like, Justin Herbert simp of all time. It's Ethan over there. If only he had listened so long ago, he could have saved himself some hardship.
2: But no. It's okay. My expectations had to be so low for then me to fall in love with him. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: I wanted even worse. I was calling for Isaiah Simmons, and I was just like, no, bro. you, oh, no. really?" I, I was, was like, let's it. just, let's just rock with Tyrod for a year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, mine really? was way worse. Mine was way worse. Wow. Yeah, no, they is nice.
0: I can't. Wow, you really
1: wanted to that's, rock with Tyrod for a year? Well, you know who I wanted to rock with? I was like over the moon about getting Tom Brady.
0: Well, oh, yeah, that's understandable. I, mean, I was like, let's sense. do
1: it. Like, they were like, do you want it to happen or do you want them to go after someone in the draft? Brady, every yeah. time. Brady, 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 come, come, please, Brady. No, but I mean, that's
0: who wouldn't want that? I mean, I feel like I that's mean, a situation yeah. of.
1: Who I think you? that's probably why I, I pivoted towards Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I was like, oh, what Makes if we pair Isaiah Simmons with Derwin when Derwin gets healthy? But I think it was the the letdown of not getting Brady because I'm, I'm such a big Brady fan. I have a Brady yeah. jersey hanging like right up there. You can't see it. Man.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that's not the worst take. The worst take of that Charger draft season were all the Charger fans that wanted Jordan Love at the number six pick. That was the worst. Jesus. I did not want him. I did not want no. him. There was a subset no. of Chargers fans who were banging the table like, oh, Anthony Lynn could develop this guy, which,
1: I mean, what a oh, joke. He <laughs> Anthony Lynn could develop him, huh? Anthony Lynn, baby. What, what What was the evidence that Anthony Lynn was developing a quarterback? <laughs> Absolutely zero.
0: <laughs> Absolutely zero that Anthony Lynn could develop a quarterback. should
1: Who was our offensive coordinator then? That's who you should have said, oh, maybe this guy could develop him. Yeah. I forget well, who he was. We were all over the place with OCs in that time. I don't, uh, know, I don't know if it was Steichen yet. I
2: think it might have been Steichen at that time. It might have been Steichen. It was yeah. Steichen. It was Steichen? Who had Steichen. just taken yeah. over? They'd fired Ken Wizenhunt in the middle of the season yes. before, during in the middle of the Rivers' last season. Um. So let's talk about TikTok a little bit. So oh, yeah. w- we like we like to ask our guests who are prominent on TikTok, just. What, what kind of comment do you get that just makes you laugh consistently, whether it's a hate comment, whether it's something funny you get, like what's something that just makes you laugh?
1: I mean, they're all pretty funny. Um, and I'm not trying to challenge nobody here, yeah. <laughs> but the ones that get a really good roast on me where it's like, that is so true that I can't even like, I can't even respond to it. Or they they come up with a way to like trip me up in my argument or it's, like, something to do with the Chargers. It's just a really funny joke I haven't heard before. Which, by the way, guys, I've heard the ring joke. I've heard the playoffs joke. I've heard the Phillip Rivers Hall of Fame jokes. Let's come up with some original stuff. But if you can come up with something that I haven't seen, then that's what usually will get me. And I'm not the type to take anything super serious. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, feuds with ray like, I made, like, a Raiders Civil War video. I don't know yep, if either one of you guys that. saw it. I'm trying to, like, get that going. And it was going strong for, like, a solid, like, 12 hours. Yeah. They were even fighting at practice. I don't know if I had anything to do with it. But they were Probably even did. fighting at practice. But uh, one of them were just, like, like made this whole conspiracy video that I cooked this all up just for profits and and all that stuff. And it's, like, it didn't make me any money. It really didn't get, like, a ton of views. It was, like, just a decent video. And those sometimes make me laugh, too, because it's like, I'm not big enough for y'all to be going conspiracy theory on me. (laughs) (laughs) Let
2: me ask you, do you have a video that you put, like, a lot of time in that you felt like just should have absolutely just ignited and went huge that just didn't really
1: do anything or didn't meet expectations? That happens almost every day, Ethan. That happens almost every day. And anytime anyone asks me for advice on TikTok, the the first thing i'll tell them is just be ready for that to happen that exact thing mm-hmm. and you got to push through those because the next one might be the 50k you don't know yeah. the next one might be the 250k video you don't know that's happening a bunch of times for example just with the hall of fame thing i had a really good idea where i was like i'm gonna bring the exhibits to life i don't know if you guys saw any of the video yeah on that, but I'd see like the seven first seven. one i made was the kenny and drake miracle yeah yeah picture of kenny and drake and i did the transition to where like i zoom in with the camera. And it pivots to the actual video of the moment, right? Yeah. Well, the first Kenny and Drake one absolutely flopped. The first video of the series flopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, man, I felt so good about this video. I feel good about this whole series. I took like 20 shots for it. I had I had shots of all the exhibits just to mm-hmm. edit on the plane ride home. I was like, you know what? I tell myself, like, even if it flops, try again, try again, mm-hmm. try again. So on the plane ride home, I made like five more. And those five combined for like probably close, close to like 250,000 views. And I was like, damn, that that good thing I didn't just go, oh, because the Kenyon Drake one didn't work out. Shrug my shoulders. Yeah. You also can always, if something flops that you think is a really good idea, take it down, not take it down, private it. When you yeah. take it down, it hurts your account. When you private it, it doesn't hurt your account. Private it and just change the hook. Yeah. Change the first like line, change the first five seconds of the video, and then try it again. Sometimes just that little tweak in the hook can actually do it. The first video that I got a million views on was one of those where it was just the tweak in the very beginning, the text that I put on the screen. So you just gotta keep trying, that's no, the biggest sure. thing. Be resilient, even when you uh, don't get a good one. I have 100,000 followers on TikTok and I had a video flop yesterday. So it happens to everyone, trust me, yeah. no. it happens to everyone. It's actually Pretty-
0: funny, uh, just because you mentioned like, you know, obviously you're reposting the hook, but like uh, our biggest one that we had go up, I was Ethan posted it and I was like, not doing anything after like 10 minutes. I'm like, ah, maybe we should just private this. I don't think it's doing anything. And it does like 400,000 views. And I was like, oh, idiot, Clark. I think yeah. you're not in charge of that whole process of it. So
1: <laughs> that's another thing. The the algorithm is slowing down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everyone like your video may flop, you know, for the first five hours of it. And then all of a sudden it takes oh, off. Sure. a lot off. of times I'll wake up. I'll wake up in the morning and be like, holy cow. I didn't know that these videos were going to go that far overnight like that. Yeah.
2: Well, I got to ask you for you, what's a successful video? Like what, what do you post and you feel really good about like either view count wise, likewise, what do you consider like a successful video? I'm glad y'all are asking me
1: this. No one ever asked me any of this stuff. I'm like (laughs) super, super in depth with my analytics and -hmm. all of that stuff and making sure that my page is improving, making sure that I'm finding ways to improve my page. Um, usually what I'll consider a successful video is a video that Gardner, reaction first of all Mm -hmm. and and ended up getting shared a lot that's what i kind of look for more than the view number or the like number and usually they'll be hand in hand shares likes views shares will increase the likes and increase the views Mm -hmm. but i just my my goal with every video that i post is to format it and make it in a way that i think okay they're gonna share this with people that they know are fans of this team i'm making a video on debo samuel i'm trying to get people to see it and go I need to send this to my friend who's a 49ers fan so I usually look at shares but my average views is in between 7 and 10k so anytime Mm -hmm. I go over that I consider it a a win a big win for me because like I said the algorithm is slowing down it's a lot harder to do it Mm -hmm. I'm actually thinking about like slowing volume down Mm -hmm. because I think that right now it's getting to a point where everyone is kind of just flooding the feed with as much content as they can get up, which is what I've done and which what I would recommend when you're first starting out. But I think that the larger creators are starting to realize that scarcity now and and making the content that you make, that is maybe that higher quality content Mm -hmm. over everyone else. That's just blasting it out is actually standing out all of a sudden versus, you know, before it would be if you post one video a day, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. But now I think if you post one super good video a day, it might be better for your account than it is to post five average videos a day. So I actually have set a goal for myself. Uh, I'm going through right now because it's fantasy season and I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna keep blasting the way I've been doing it. But after the Chargers Raiders game, after whatever the result of that game is and whatever the content that comes from it is, I'm gonna go to one to three posts a day. Right now I'm posting five to 10 a day. I'm gonna go to one to three a day is my goal, so. I gotta ask, what's your hashtag strategy? My hashtag strategy is simple. Um, it's, it's to just use hashtags that relate to the topic, um, Mm. and, and use one broad hashtag. The two that I like the most is hashtag viral and hashtag sports. So you throw those two on there and then you just put a bunch of hashtags that relate to the topic. Yeah. Um, hashtag the team and tag the teams. Mm. Uh, for some reason, that helps out Get the algorithm knows where to send it. Because the algorithm is tracking not only that you like the NFL, but which team you like. Trust me. This is why yeah. Raiders fans think that I'm like obsessed with their team. Yeah. Raiders yeah. fans think that I only make Raiders content as a Chargers fan. They really do. Because the algorithm only sends them Raiders videos that exactly. I make. It's and they just used. like, man, this is the 10th straight one that I've seen. And I go, well, go look at my page, man. Out of the past 50 videos, I've only made one Raiders video. It just only sends you the Raiders video immediately.
0: No, exactly. We have the same thing because we've made yeah. some stuff like baseball related to, like, yeah. the Dodgers a lot. We talk Dodgers and yeah. Padres. We get Dodgers fans like, this is the fourth time I've seen something from your dumbass. I'm like, well, you're yeah. the enemy kid just clicking on it and commenting. Yeah. So thank you for the interaction.
1: Well, what you should tell them is, is – it's the algorithm. That's how the algorithm works. If you're a Dodger fan, it's going to send you a Dodger oh, yeah. video from our account most. Mm-hmm. But what breaks that cycle is if they just follow you. Once they follow you, then the algorithm will send them all your stuff. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Maybe no, maybe they'll maybe maybe tell them to follow us next time.
1: Yeah. Don't it's tell hot. them, don't, don't, Don't go at them. Don't go at them heavy, Clark. Don't go at them heavy. Oh, it's so hard not to. It's so hard not to. Yeah, because they leave something rude. They leave something rude. And you just got to kill them with kindness and turn them into a follower. I mean,
0: you know, I like to sell. I try to keep it. I keep it light. I really try to. I really do. But it's just some, you know, it's just sometimes a certain fan base just like there. And they say something that you know it's wrong. I'm like, all right, you just teed me up, buddy. Here we go. So it's like you're the the boxing I understand you.
1: The worst thing with me is I'm a debater. I've debated my buddies my whole life. I Mm -hmm. debate my own dad all the time on sports too. And I'm just constantly debating with people off camera. Mm -hmm. And then when I read the comments and I see comments, I'm just like, I got this guy. Like I can just, I can just disprove everything he just said. And I have to like hold back almost like hold my thumbs back Mm -hmm. from typing a paragraph about how, how dumb his take is. But usually instead of that, I go, I respect your opinion. I'd love to see it next time.
0: Yeah, usually we do like, you know, we'll All just days. leave like a little bit like, yeah. oh, you know, thanks for the comment. Tune in for our next episode for a full thought exactly. or something like that. Yep. Yep. That's,
2: that's what we always put like, oh, we look forward to you listening to our next show. And then they always comment, I'm not listening. And we're, then we just
1: send them the link to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if another creator that I know creates content, even if they're a small creator, oh yeah. if they drop mm-hmm. some poop in the comments, nah, now I'm, I'm full on like. You know my, you know what perspective I'm coming from. Yeah. And you're still doing this, so I'm coming for you yeah. now. <laughs> let's move back into
2: the Chargers, and let's get into our new segment, which is called Mythbusters. So we're only gonna have one Mythbuster in this scenario, and that's that's our boy NFL Mike over here. So Clark and I have some statements that are generalizations about the Chargers oh, that boy. a lot of people think are myths that I think have been busted many, many times. But people still put these in the comments all the time, and it's like the only thing people say about Chargers fans. So I'm going to start off with the first one, and all I want you to do is just basically respond to it. Okay. So the first one is the Chargers do not have a
1: true rival in the league. The the Raiders. That's our true rival. It's the Raiders, man. And the Raiders fans know it too. That's why they fill up SoFi. That's why they make a point to blackout SoFi because they know – that there is a rivalry there and the rivalry probably roots from the los angeles raiders versus the san diego chargers but the raiders are the chargers true rival yeah the raiders have other rivals they're rivals with the cowboys they're rivals with the 49ers they're they're a big franchise they're one of the bigger franchises in the league but the chargers and raiders are in the same division they play twice a year and it seems like every single year that game has some extra juice for both sides i think it's the raiders the chiefs and the broncos yeah. are rivals technically but it just feels like they're either an elite team or a bad team. One of the two. It's never in between.
0: I love that answer. I love that answer. Yeah. That fires me up.
1: Give me that. Uh, <laughs> and week one, we're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Might have a pink shirt on now, but it's going to be covered in Raiders blood by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So here's
0: another one for you. And I've heard your opinion on this one before, so I'm okay. sure I'll know your answer. But the Chargers have no fans.
1: That's incorrect. That's incorrect. The Chargers have no fans that can afford to go all the way to Los Angeles and pay $500 to go to a game. Yes, but the Chargers do have fans. Go to training camp and take a look around. Go to any Chargers organized event by the Die Hard Bolt Club. By the way, they are doing a phenomenal job this offseason. They're really stepping up the game this offseason and last offseason with getting more fans to the events. There are Chargers fans out there. They just all live in San Diego. And they're scattered across the rest of the country is what, I, what I've realized. Um, and I think that San Diego being a big military town has a lot to do with that as well because a lot of people get get to San Diego and they can go to Chargers games for free pretty much because they have huge military discounts and stuff. They become Chargers fans and they leave San Diego the next tour that they go on. And then also what's trending right now, and it's a big one, and, I, and I've, I've talked to multiple Oregon fans. There is a Chargers fan base growing in Oregon right now. There is. And I think that it's going to get to a point where everyone kind of knows that it's not just kind of something that's growing and that's going to make the fan base even stronger. And hopefully some of those people can come and fly down and see some games. But the problem is, is that Dean Spanos took a team to L.A., a market where the Cowboys, 49ers and Raiders already dominated it. And the only way that you're going to flip that is one, that all these kids wearing Justin Herbert jerseys grow up and two, you get bandwagon fans. That's the only way you're gonna be able to flip it. If you win and you get a bunch of bandwagon fans, that's it. So we do have fans. There's a couple of them sitting on the screen right in front of you right now. Um, maybe it's not as high as the Raiders because the Raiders have a a nation or whatever the hell they call it. There, I was in Ohio. There's a lot of Raiders fans in Ohio, by the way. There's a lot. There but the Jaguars fans outnumber the Raiders fans easily, so they came out for Tony Baselli's induction. But uh, there is Chargers fans out there. I wouldn't. I would say that there are probably. More Chargers fans out there that are true fans than teams like like I I never hear about. I'm trying to think of a team that 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 you never really hear. Titans fans. Titans, you don't really hear much from the Titans. I know like one Titans fan. Uh, I don't really really hear like I know the Giants have a lot of fans, but like they don't talk very often. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I mean I would also.
2: One I would say that is an underrated small fan base is the Houston Texans. I think they just get dominated by Dallas and yeah. because of their move a lot of the people that were Oilers fans kind of left the team. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville
1: has Jacksonville has a similar problem I feel like.
0: Jacksonville like what's the yeah. whole thing like they might move to Chicago or something like that. I don't like know. A, I don't know. They, it's so weird.
1: I feel like the the Con family they're they're really savvy business people and they're probably just like in pain watching that business not succeed as much as they know it can. Without a doubt. All right, Ethan. All
2: right, next up. Herbert is not elite because he has not made the playoffs.
1: Oh, my gosh. You guys are just really pushing it. You're really pushing all (laughs) of the buttons. Look at guys. Everyone at home, too. Making the playoffs. Yes, the quarterback. Okay. Quarterbacks do have – the biggest impact of any position on the football field of win or loss. We could probably put as much as 40%, I don't know, like a high percentage on the quarterback. But still, at the end of the day, if the secondary gives up that many points to Derek Carr and the Raiders, if the defensive line and the linebacking core can't stop anything in the run game, like none of that is directly Justin Herbert's fault. So when you look at the win-loss record, I think that they should change the stat for quarterbacks. Win-loss record when going over a certain performance and when not going over a certain performance. Because Justin Herbert, for example, in the game to go to the playoffs was unbelievable. Like, I get Like, everyone's always like they didn't make the playoffs and they blame Herbert and they put it on Herbert's back. But he is the last player on that field on Week 18 to blame for that loss. Every other player has more responsibility for that loss. Justin Herbert balled the hell out in that game. Uh, you got to look at the player as an individual when you're looking at this kind of stuff. Making the playoffs is a team accomplishment. And yes, Herbert probably should have made the playoffs. They should have won that game if the Chargers' defense would have played better. But Herbert doesn't play defense. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Herbert is already a top-five quarterback in his second year in the league. Every single statistic will vouch. And you if you actually pull up the stats and look at Herbert in his first two years, you can say he's the best quarterback in the league. But we don't even go that far. We just want his respect for what he's done. Um, I
2: like it. I like it. So one it. thing I, I want to bring up in the comments is, so we have nuts and bolts uh, watching the That's live Tony. stream. Hi, Tony. <laughs> um, and so this is a stat I was actually going to bring up. But he said the Chargers had the first winning season in 25 years of a team with a bottom three ranked defense. The last team to do it was the Rams in 2000 when they ended up having a winning record.
1: Yeah. And I think that probably the 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns was the reason for that. Yeah. I will say this. <laughs> if you
0: look at, if you watch the charters, especially the week 17 and you thought Justin Herbert was a the reason they did not make the playoffs. Week 18. I, I, I advise you to seek medical help because I can't really tell you what else to look at. I mean, that dude did everything in his freaking bag that he could to get you guys to the playoffs. Just didn't happen. Just, didn't, just happen. didn't
2: happen. And
1: that happened in multiple games. That yeah. exact thing happened in multiple games. We were in a barn burner with the Steelers for no reason, too. We shouldn't have been in that no, game no with the Steelers like that. No, Their nah. defense was just beat up by injuries so badly. But Herbert was couldn't be stopped against the yeah. Browns. I was at that game. Couldn't be stopped. They were trying everything. He could not be stopped. And there is there's moments where it feels like Joe Lombardi and Staley go, you know what? We just got to let him go. We ain't even going to really right. do anything, but just let him go. We're going to call plays that uh, let him push the ball down the field this, the rest of this game. And when they do that, he can't be stopped. Um, sure. he's, had, he's had a few rough games, but it's been like against Baltimore or New England or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, yeah, every quarterback has a rough game against some of the better coached defenses. Without a doubt. And here's, we, here's another
0: myth I'll ask you pertaining okay. to – I had one written down, but now I kind of want to change it back to the last game that we just taught. last game of the season.
1: My favorite game uh,
0: For a myth or not, if Brandon Staley doesn't call a timeout, the Raiders take the tie and both teams go to the playoffs. Is that true or not in your mind? I think it's true.
1: No. Oh, uh, really? I, disagree. <laughs> I think, I don't know. it. I think that when they called timeout, you also kind of let the O-line regroup. I think that if we don't give up, uh, what is it? Was it eleven yards, twelve yards to Jacob from that carry? I think they were going to let time run out because they weren't going to throw the ball. They were running it. They They were trying to play. They were trying to play it safe. They weren't trying to throw the ball. They weren't pushing it, trying to get into field goal range as soon as they possibly can. They weren't conserving time. They were letting it run down before they were snapping. They were trying to ensure that there's no way they can lose. Of course, but they were like on the other side of the fifty. With less mm-hmm. than a minute left and letting the clock go down. And they the play call was definitely a handoff to Josh Jacobs. I mm-hmm. mean, if we don't give up the nine to eleven yards, whatever it was, to put them in range to kick it, they may they may have attempted like a 66 yard field goal with one second left or something, or a seven yeah. yard field goal, but if they would have missed it, they would have just thrown the shoulders up and went to the playoffs anyways. But was there was there was motivation for the Raiders to win because I no, think the way sure. that the seating would have worked. No offense to yeah. Cincinnati, but from hindsight, but from when that was happening, in that perspective, they would have went to KC, I think, instead of yeah, playing they Cincinnati, It's is a lot scarier for them when they just lost by, like, a 90 yeah. points the last two times they played them that season. Um, so there was some incentive, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The only people no, that know – I think the only person that really truly knows is Rich Pistachio. He's the only real person that knows. Rich Pistachio, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. That's like what I actually, I genuinely kind of do. I really think they would run the clock out. As weird as it sounds, the thing, just from a competitiveness standpoint, I really think they would have been okay taking the tie.
2: I think they are going to do it. I have to step in. Okay, every, this always gets brought up, but on that play, when he called the timeout, there were only five seconds on the play clock and 32 seconds on the actual game clock. Uh The Raiders had to run a play no matter what. Like, everyone always acts like with the timeout that they were just going to let it run out right there. The Chargers still would have given up the same run call on that play. Like there's wow. no doubt in my mind if the Chargers had just left it as it was, that run defense would have stopped them. I think that run defense was so bad that it no was. matter if a timeout was called or not, the Chargers were going to give up a first down. I
1: mean, they could not stop the run in any way. Well, I, I mean, think we they- I think we agree, Ethan. I think we agree. Because well my take is is that if they don't get that run, that one run, they let the yeah. time run out, and I think that we agree with that. You're yeah, just saying like the I timeout. Agree. The timeout didn't change that they were just going to run the ball right yeah. there, and they you know, they got in range. I play call stays kicked. the same. They still yeah. It. yeah. Everyone always acts like the timeout. Like oh, the Raiders were going to
2: run it out right there. Like the Chargers didn't need to run it. Call a timeout because the game was over at that point. Which no, no one looks at the time on the clock. The Raiders had to run a play, and it was third down. Well, it's it's
0: it's more convenient to think about it that way because for people, it's like it's just another way to poo on the Chargers, I guess. Like it makes it seem more incompetent, which is unfair. It Shouldn't be done. I'm not saying that's right.
1: They had one, but what do you what do you think, Ethan, about the clip though of uh, the player telling Eckler that they were going to? Oh yeah.
2: I I. What is that player now? It was just like, <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, know. So. Oh, that's pretty, oh, that's kind of big well, to me. <laughs> again, I think they, w- I think they were going to run the clock out if they didn't pick up that first down. That's, yeah. that's what mm. I think was going to happen. That's what he means. If they didn't pick up the first down, then it would have been over. Like if the Chargers
1: had stopped them, the Chargers would have been in the playoffs. I totally run. agree with that sentiment. One run play. And he was a single back, huh? One he single, single back. back run play when the whole world knows they're running it.
2: Do you know who they ran it at? <laughs> Jerry Tillery. Let me guess. And you know the linebacker on the second level. Was it? Was it? K9? Yep, it was K nine. It was our <laughs> How two. How can I guess it without even
1: knowing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, should we go- guys? Everyone goes at. <laughs> I know I'm the one being interviewed. Should we get Roquan or no? I mean,
2: I was. Yes. I don't know. Yes, I would trade for him. I if I were you guys, our, I would trade for Roquan Smith. The issue is the Chargers just can't sign him to an extension. The Chargers are already in a negative cap space next year. They don't have the current capital to do it. It would be okay, really yeah. hard. They I would have to that. cut
0: Keenan Allen. I get that. They probably they couldn't extend him, but are you trying to win now, yes or no?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would as long as it's not a first, I would probably make the deal. Yeah, if you can swing it for a second, for who a cares? One year, if it's a little a for or a, a one-year deal. I mean, the issue is it just goes against Staley's philosophy in every way. He does not line. value linebackers yeah. at all. And for him, trading significant capital for a linebacker would be the biggest slap in the face to his philosophy. Yeah, I don't well, maybe think... he can swallow his pride for a second.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but when you talk about the perfect linebacker, if you were going to ever go after a linebacker, it's him. I mean, a guy that can fly in coverage and a guy that is dominant in the run-stop game. It's like it's like I feel like I'm being really greedy even thinking about it if they did pull the trigger on it I would be ecstatic I think the best way they could do it contract wise is to backload the contract for after Cleo Max contract but yeah it's very unlikely that they would trade for someone like that yeah. the only way I think that we'd ever get someone like that with his scheme is through the draft
0: I would agree yeah. it'd be a nice idea though I mean again if you don't give up a first round pick if you give up like a second for it just knowing it'd be a one-year thing yeah, me and Tony to were talking
1: that. about it. We were like, if they ain't going to re- bring back Kaiser White, they ain't trading for a $20 yeah. million dollar guy like that. Exactly. But I think that uh, with the linebacker situation that we're in right now, Derwin's going to play a lot of linebacker. All right, so
2: we're going to move into our next segment, which is our most popular thing. And that it started just as a TikTok trend and it's just kind of turned into this really creative thing we do now, which is she's a 10. So I have two statements for you. And all you got to do is give us a number of what you'd rate her because of her red flag, basically. And then you can give a quick statement if you want. You don't have to. So the first one is she's a 10,
1: but she's a Raiders fan.
2: Zero. Mm -hmm. Wayne
1: Dayton. ain't. me and my wife have been talking about moving out of California recently just because of how expensive it is to live here. And like Mm -hmm. Vegas is a real popular one that comes up in the conversation. And the second I hear Las Vegas, where I hear the V Mm -hmm. in Vegas, I'm like, nope, we're not going there. That's how serious it is. I won't even move there for financial stability. That's how (laughs) much I hate them. I'm telling you right now. I will not do it. Uh, And I was at the the cheerleaders. Like, we're sitting in front of us for the Raiders cheerleaders. Whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. they call So The Raiderettes or whatever it is. They were mm -hmm. sitting in front of us. and, And I asked them to make a video with me for, like, a Super Bowl prediction. And it was basically just, like, a cool little video for the Raiders fans to let me get served in front of all of them. But... In the comments, everyone was like, Mike, you should date one of the cheerleaders. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, for one, I'm married. But for yeah. two, I would never. Don't care that they're an NFL cheerleader. Don't give two you-know-whats.
0: I love it. That's a, that's what the answer should be. The answer they probably don't be. even like the Raiders. They probably just got yeah. a job.
2: Yeah, they probably don't enjoy them. <laughs> they
0: probably don't enjoy
2: it. <laughs> All right, next up. She's a 10, but she believes the Chargers should have never left San Diego.
1: She's still a 10. She's a 15. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Chargers should have stayed in San Diego. They should
0: have. That is one of the biggest tragedies. I truly – I mean, again, we talked about this a little bit off air. But, uh, I I mean, I still have affinity for the Chargers because I do love Justin Herbert. But, man, did it break my heart when they did leave. That was tough. Yeah. That was really tough.
1: I was actually there for training. I lived there for like nine months in San Diego when that all was going down. And it was really sad. Even as a kid from L.A. living in San Diego – I was like, man, this sucks, man. This this city rallies around the team for the most part. But I do mm-hmm. think on the flip side that we are LA-fied, fi- like, like all this buying free agents, you know, the Corey Lindsay mm-hmm. acquisition even mm-hmm. the year before, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, bringing all these guys in. That's some Los Angeles stuff right there, and it might not have happened if we're in San Diego. For sure. For sure.
0: I I totally think that's – I mean, that is a good point, at least for the whole, you know, if you can soothe over going to L.A., is that you have to win if you're going to be in L.A., so it forces them to make moves, and it does bring in probably more revenue stream for sure of what you can spend on it. So from a financial standpoint and making the team better, I think it was an improvement. It's just hard not to see him in San Diego anymore.
1: I definitely think if they're in San Diego, though, that uh, Rivers – he plays that last year with us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For oh yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, I mean, was, what was he still carpooling
0: up there from his house that he had down in San Diego? I thought for the longest like time that, in that band? Oh, in a, in man. In
1: it, he
0: You could tell he hated it too. I also like a, a really a niche thing, but when he announced his retirement, and he gave it to Kevin A. C. at the Union Tribune in San Diego rather than an L. A. guy. Yeah, that was like one more little slight that I thought was pretty funny from Phil. So.
1: Yeah, I really wish that we could have had a Phil-Herbert overlap year. That would have been oh, sick. I mean, Herbert's fun. rookie year would have never happened, but, but it, would be, it would have been cool. would have
2: been kind of fun to see him together. Yeah, but you know? who, I mean, the thing is, you think about that, imagine Herbert with Philip Rivers' just intelligence on the football field. I mean, there's been – I would argue that there's been no – I mean, there has been smarter quarterbacks than Rivers, but, I mean, no
1: one can read a defense like Rivers. I still, to this day – Would not mind if, like, we're going into the playoffs and they don't want to take any chances adding him as a backup.
0: Just bring in Phil (laughs) for a little courtesy run out there. Get him out there.
1: Week 14, get him in. You're the backup, man. If something happens, be ready. (laughs) All right.
2: So now we're going to move into start bench cut. So we're just going to do two of these. Um, And what we're going to start with is these are all Chargers legacy players. So what we're going to do, start bench cut. Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead, or Austin Eckler?
1: Oh, why would you do that?
2: <laughs> I don't, When you said Woodhead earlier, I'm like, oh, this one got so much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: what am I doing? My personal favorite or am I doing best for the team? Best for the team. Darren Sproles is the starter. Um, Eckler is the backup. Uh, oh, man, that you hurt. Can... oh you're cutting your guy that hurts i can't do it but yeah danny wood had thrived because we had a lack of receivers that year so <laughs> he played a lot of receiver man he wasn't even running the ball but uh yeah. eckler and sproles they're both pretty legit as runners and when we had sproles that dude wasn't just a returner like, he oh, was, win, like win, new orleans man. and philadelphia win, and that dude was a smaller out the backfield no one could touch him and he wasn't afraid to lower the the helmet when he needed to even as small as he was but yeah sproles was probably uh the guy i would go with just because of his well-roundedness and then eckler's the perfect backup for sproles because he has a similar game style just a little bit more power to him but Man, can you guys throw like uh, a power back in there? Sure, so, so
0: we didn't throw Ryan Matthews in there or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Perhaps.
1: That cut yeah, it we really could have
2: we could have uh, <laughs> uh, added paper mache into this thing. Yeah, we no, we wanted it, out, it to yeah, be kind of yeah. like third down back, like that kind of makeup. We could have gone like Mike like, Tolbert, Brandon too, I guess. To be I that. was I thinking Brandon you. Oliver. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's a little that's a little sneaky right there. Yeah, did Ryan Matthews cover. roll his ankle like in warmups one game? And I'm the sure back. he probably did. I, I just remember did. breaking
0: his collarbone every other season. I feel like yeah, <laughs> it was
1: his clavicle. He yeah, clavicle oh, yeah. my back. Clavicle. He, he broke both
2: clavicles one year. He came back from breaking his right, and then in the first game back, he broke his left.
0: I just remember like really on that too. Like there was a debate. Like oh, who's gonna be better, CJ Spiller or Ryan Matthews? Oh. They both were bad, really. So
1: no, I've I've only been come I've only came to tears one time as a football fan so far, and it was when Danny Woodhead tore his knee. That, oh, that was no the only really. time I came to tears. So I was like, man, yeah. this man doesn't deserve this. This is unfair. Entrosity. I was like eighteen, also, so I was a little bit less Understand. aware that you know Darwin sure. and Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and all it was going to happen to all these guys.
2: Next one, start bench cut: Junior Seau, Ladanian Tomlinson, or Antonio Gates.
1: These guys are different positions. I know. Yeah, we'll
2: say this one, this is off your likeness. We'll go with yeah, likeness. likeness
0: for this
1: one. What the hell? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's a toughie. That's that's why they're fun. I cannot,
1: I have to go with Junior Seo at uh, one. I never watched him play in person. I've only watched highlights. I've only watched, like, I watched full games because I'm a nerd like that, but I've only watched post uh, career stuff. I mean, I probably watched him as a kid, I just don't remember, he was, and he wasn't a charger anymore. So, but I can't. I can't because that dude was a monster, and, and I respect him so much. I respect how how in tune he was with the San Diego fan base and everything. So I'm going with Jener Seau and then Ladane Tomlinson. And I, uh, you guys making me cut Antonio Gates. I know. That's it's Ethan's question. It is. This is Ethan
0: the Charger fan. I, I, didn't, I didn't have my hands on this one, so. <laughs> okay.
2: I tried to Don't pick clip the three it. most Don't. famous. Don't clip it. <laughs> Don't expose him. Don't expose him. Like that. <laughs> yeah, don't let him know. Can Luckily, it's at the fans. end of the episode, so yeah. we'll just we'll just cut this part out and just there put it go. at the very Thank end. You. end you. somewhere yeah, else. Appreciate that. Well, let let's get you some even more hate. Start oh. bench cut. Justin Herbert, Philip Rivers, or Dan Fouts.
1: Oh my god, dude! These
2: are
0: hard hitting questions. This is hard hitting podcast. This is hard hitting. Right
1: this is journalism right here. I just paid respect to Junior Seau. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay the same respect to Dan Feltz.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. But, Dan, I'm mad.
1: I'm mad because Dan Feltz hosted, like, the Hall of Fame part where the Hall of Famers came out for the Gold Jagged Dinner. And -hmm. I just had my eyes on him once that thing ended. Because I'm like, once it ended, they were just like, all right, go home. Everyone just get up and (laughs) leave. All these guys, all these legends are in there. So I was like, I have not asked for a single picture with anybody, like, uh, Roger Goodell was as close as, like, over my shoulder. Like, all these people were. And I was like, I haven't asked for a picture of nobody. So after this, I'm going to be a fan for one second, and I'm going to hunt Dan Founce down. The second it ends, I see him. I kept my eyes locked on him. So I was like, I'm going to follow him. I told my wife even to stay because I'm running. <laughs> and he, like, is going through the crowd, and I just see the top of his head. And I'm like, he is getting away. This guy's getting away from me. And I go outside, and he's gone. Poof.
2: Oh, in there. Uh... That's a bummer.
1: Never got she to just Open
0: him. field tackled him in the Hall of Fame. So I couldn't catch him for his leg.
1: I couldn't <laughs> catch him. I thought everyone would like slowly move out, and I would just meet him outside at the exit somewhere. But he got out of there quick. So I'm gonna go with Dan Fouts just because of respect, and then I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert because he got a veteran with a young backup with potential, a lot of potential. And then I'll cut Phil, even though he's my childhood mm-hmm. hero. It's mm-hmm. the second time I had to do that. Now, Danny Woodhead, right. please, nice. thanks. Let me ask you one question
2: before we go off and that's, do you think Dan Faust is a good announcer?
1: He's not the best. Yeah, I like hearing him call game because I watched all of his stuff. So like hearing his perspective is more of the thing for me than anything, but it's kind of like, uh, like everyone loves Tony Romo, but like Dallas Cowboys fans think that he's the best announcer in the history of football. So I can't really give too much of an opinion on Dan Fouts. I will listen to a Dan Fouts game. though, mm-hmm. And he did a good job hosting the show. And when Charles Woodson was about to come out, I know he just had an old timer moment. Like he didn't do this on purpose. But Charles Woodson was like on the stage. All the Raiders fans were in there like hyped. And he went and now introducing. And he did like the whole intro for Charles Woodson, used his accolades, everything. And he said, uh, Rod Woodson. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Charles Woodson refused to go out on the stage. <laughs> they never got their moment it was beautiful oh man i enjoyed
2: it that's oh,
0: a great that's actually hold on well, before we go ethan actually i don't want to let you <laughs> off the hook either as a chargers fan yourself i want you to answer the star bench cut
2: Which on one? phil
0: dan and justin i want to hear that
2: too justin is the oh, be- I- i'm easily cutting Dan Fouts. <laughs> that's like easy for me i In mean chargers
0: community he's cutting well, Dan fouls think about i am folks. i
2: mean I- yes i get that he had all the stats and everything but I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, Dan Fouts, when his career stacks up to Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert, they both crushed all of his records. And Dan Fouts played, and you want to talk about him not being in a modern offense. He played in the modern offense. They literally created hit with him at quarterback under Air Coryell. Exactly. So like, yeah. he played in the modern offense and Herbert and Rivers are already destroying stats. But out of this, I'm starting Rivers. I just think Rivers' legacy... Is, is. I think it's going to just age better as time goes on. I get that he never won a Super Bowl, but all of his stats are top five. His legacy just to stay healthy is insane. I mean, he currently sits at playing 226 games in a row. I mean, he's an absolute menace. He played on a torn ACL with literally just a bandage around his knee in an AFC championship game. I mean, he's one of the most competitive guys. He's, he's my like absolute childhood. He was the quarterback when I became a fan. I I was almost – Clark knows this. I declared after the week one Tyrod Taylor game that I was now an Indianapolis Colts fan. I was (laughs) like, I'm moving on. This is done. (laughs) Even Even though he won. won?
0: He jumped ship. I was like,
2: I'm done with this. This was boring. This was dumb. It's not Rivers. And I'm like, I didn't like Herbert at the time. I thought Herbert was a bad draft pick. They didn't take Tua. And I was like, oh, this is just headed all the wrong direction. I'm going to stick with Phil and be a Colts fan this year. They took One a chance later. on Phil with my team. One and then later. next week, I remember my dad and I were sitting and watching Red Zone. And the charges had come up. And there was Tyrod Taylor got his lung injected. And Justin Herbert came out. We immediately switched to the game. And then we were automatically hooked back. We, we just sat there like, oh, my. We were just so wrong immediately. This guy is incredible. <laughs> like we just drive everything about it everything about his first game people love to pick out that he lost but he took the defending super bowl champions in his first career start to overtime and if it weren't for a boneheaded play where he should have just scrambled and got a first down instead of trying to take the shot downfield they would have beaten him and he probably would have made the playoffs in his first year and who knows what his second year would have looked like but I gotta right now, I I gotta bench Herbert, but I think Herbert's gonna top Rivers by the end of his career. But as it sits right now, I hope so. I think
1: 2021 Herbert is the best, like, the best quarterback the Chargers have ever had. He's in his second year. Yeah, that's
2: insane. I don't know. I mean, as much as I like to say that from a stats perspective, yes. But Rivers 2008 campaign where he probably should have won the MVP, I would argue is probably more significant just because he had less talent than Herbert did last year. But I mean, Rivers should have won the MVP that year, even though Tom Brady went 16 and 0. Every single statistic (laughs) Rivers had that season is just absolutely insane. He didn't get one vote, which is
1: insanity. It just seems um, like every time the Chargers have had that team like that, we've hit a buzzsaw of some sort. Yeah. Just unlucky that we just hit like an all time team that year that we're going to. Or,
2: or Marlon McCree just fumbles oh, a game winning gosh. interception. Don't even Why bring you bringing
1: stuff like that, man? It's I, I mean,
2: I could bring so up cool all the ones. Like the year that Vincent bring Jackson kicked like the that. flag, <laughs> the
1: kick the flag one really hurt. How about For the Nate, Nate dropping the hold? <laughs> oh against
2: the rain, or there's that Saints one, I think that was the same season as the dropping the hole.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, they're where we lost to Breeze. There's I think, I've, I think I've seen the Chargers lose in every way, but I've seen Rivers drop the snap, the kneel down snap. Oh, that one. That was on Halloween. I remember I was trick or treating oh, and I watched I it through somebody's
2: window. <laughs> <laughs> were you yelling? No, I, I, I think I, I was really young then, like uh, we were probably in middle we school, middle school. Time. yeah. Like it, those years, I didn't become a Chargers fan till like twenty, not two thousand nine or so. Yeah, okay. The year that they pulled off thirteen in a row after starting three and two, that's when I became a fan. Because my dad had always been really into the Chargers, and I didn't really get it until they started. That then I watched Ladainian Tomlinson, and I was like, wow, this
1: is like really cool yeah you gotta have that season you gotta have that season mm-hmm. my dad my dad's a 49ers fan and he tried to poison my mind but, uh those <laughs> frank gore those frank gore alex smith 49ers they turned me into a chargers fan they were so boring man they were good frank gore was good 35 carries a game he's just running running straight up the middle for three yards every single play so i went to my room I was turning on Chargers games behind my dad's back. He didn't even know because LaDainian Tomlinson was not doing three yard runs. He was going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> for sure.
2: Well, uh, anything left you want to say, Mike, or Clark, you want to add on?
0: Oh no, I've had a blast. I think it's been great. It I really great appreciate day. Mike coming off, man. On, it's been a ton of fun. It's been great to hear. Sure. I love to see you guys talk Chargers too. It's a it's a pleasure. You know, I'm glad to see you guys are excited about the season again. So
1: Super Bowl champs. Oh yeah, I think this is a good squad. We should do this again sometime. Yeah, Bro, sure. Are you both going to the game on Saturday? No, Clark won't be will there. be Ethan will be at the game on Saturday. I will not be. I'll be so, there with my dad. I'm not
0: the I'll season ticket holder. Ethan there. is. Yeah. And yeah, I was surprised crazy. too. It was like $130 for a preseason game. I was like, Jesus crazy, Christ,
1: they Yeah, I dropped a long time ago I bought drive. them a long time They're ago drive. and I bought the cheapest seats I could find. Oh really? Yeah. Section like five
2: fifty. Oh nice. <laughs> Dang. Maybe sometime I'll, I'll have you come sit with where, yeah.
1: Where you
0: guys should get some good content are. and stuff. would be fun for you guys. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. If, if you think of anything, let me know, man. We'll make something for out sure. there. I don't mind at all. I got this t-shirt for you too. I got to bring to you. I know. I can't
2: believe I won that. I, <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, I just went on So Clark, I, I just went on to Sean's live and I was just kind of sitting there and I guess I got like entered into the giveaway, which I wasn't really paying attention to. And then
1: I won the giveaway. <laughs>
2: Let's go, er.
1: <laughs> well, I, that's what I wanted to happen, though. So uh, there you uh, go. I messed up. But this is the the whole thing behind this giveaway, and I set it up perfectly too. Mm-hmm. I even like went on my story and I was like, "No Chargers fans are entering, so everyone show up to the live, like all this mm-hmm. stuff," because I wanted all the Raiders fans to show up to the live, and I was going to deny them entry into the giveaway. Uh, there it is.
0: Gotta <laughs> keep. Always, always gatekeep. Gatekeep against your rival team. You have to gate. That's
2: pretty funny that's pretty good but it's a cool shirt dude it's a cool shirt i know i am psyched i'll wear it on the show i'll probably wear it on the show next week
1: um so why don't you plug your stuff before we go oh yeah one more time guys it's nfl mike on tiktok that's simple nfl m i k e on tiktok go follow me over there i post every single day promise you i posted today i will post tomorrow i posted yesterday and then the youtube channel for me if you guys want to go and follow me i do banter just like this with my friends joe and tony is m J T football. It's our initials, Mike, Joe, Tony football. And we're just three mega fans. Just like me. And we talk about all things football and we do watch parties. We just do a bunch of fun stuff. We're just trying to mess around and have a good time. So that's the two places, man. If you guys find me on Instagram and stuff through that, then then good. But those are the two places I make most of my content.
2: Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Just for our listeners, make sure to leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to go follow Sean at NFL Mike. He's absolutely great content creator. He's putting out cool new stuff. Go join his lives. His lives are super lives fun. Are awesome. The sure. I've, I've secretly been trying to steal how he does them because I want to do them. And I can't figure out how he puts himself in the frame. and also has something going on. But I'll steal it one day. Um, I'll show you. Uh, yeah. So make sure to leave us a five-star rating. Make sure to listen to the podcast. Make sure to support it. Uh, make sure to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are all the places. You guys know all the stuff. Just worry about following NFL Mike right now. Absolute best guest. Thanks for coming on the show. What's up? Appreciate you guys.